Oh, let's give the Lord praise on this morning. I said, oh, let's give the Lord some praise on this morning. If you know he's worthy, give him praise. If he's brought you through anything on this week, oh, come on, let's give the Lord praise on this morning. Hallelujah. Oh, come on, beloved, let's let's come out of that spirit of praise on today. Dear precious Heavenly Father, we come to you needing a word on today. Someone here needs to hear from you. Someone here feels so far out of their purpose, they are wondering what is it all for? They came here needing a touch from you. Father God, someone here is troubled in their heart and their soul and in their mind, they need a touch from you. So Father God, we pray now that you would remove all distractions, remove anything in our thoughts and in our hearts that is keeping us from you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Oh, let's give the Lord another praise on this morning. You may be seated. Hallelujah. The Spirit of the Lord is already in the room. All you have to do is get on the same wavelength as the Spirit of the Lord on this morning. Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord another praise on this morning. It is my great honor to be able to serve you as your assistant pastor. Let's give the Lord a praise for our great and awesome pastor, my father, Bishop Charles E. Blake, Sr. Oh, come on now, y'all can do better than that for my pops. Let's also praise the Lord for Lady May L. Blake, the first lady of West Angeles Church. Amen. Let's also praise the Lord for my younger brother, Elder Lawrence Champion Blake on today. Amen. He serves the church and serves his leaders so excellently. And we also want to praise the Lord for Elder Ricky Brown and Elder William Hampton on today. Amen. And while we're at it, let's praise the Lord for this most excellent praise team. Amen. The men of God up here on today bringing us to the throne room in song. Amen. And I especially want to give the Lord praise because on just last Friday, I celebrated 16 years of marriage to Lady Deandra Blake. Amen. Still sane. Amen. 
Well, I want to say she's still sane. Amen. Praise the Lord. I was already, you know, almost there anyway. You can't drive me crazy because I'm close enough to walk already. Amen. But I praise the Lord for her. She is just as sweet as Skittles. Amen. She is my everything. And well, just on this Friday night, I was blessed to be able to participate with her on her stream. She has a stream every Friday night called Let's Connect. And, and we were able, I was able to be on with her and she invited me on her stream and it was called Love Letters. Why the world needs more love letters. And that happened on last Friday at 5 p.m. And I'm, I'm thinking, I'm hoping we had a graphic up there, amen. It shows me in a bow tie and everything. There we go, amen. <laughs> But you can go to her, um, you can go to her page on YouTube, I am Deandra Blake, or go to the West Angeles YouTube page or to the West Angeles app or to the West Angeles Facebook page, and you can see what the Lord is doing in her life and how we celebrated our anniversary. Amen. Amen. So I would encourage all of you to check that out and to check her out every Friday night. Like I said, she is such a blessing to me and to the work of the Lord. Let's go to the word, shall we? Ephesians 2 and 10. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Now let's go to Jeremiah 1 and 5 which reads, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. And I ordained you a prophet to the nations. I also want to praise the Lord for our online family and for everyone out there who has sought to communicate with us online, even though you can't be in the building on today, we praise the Lord for you wherever you may be. And we want you to know that we want to connect with you wherever you are, whenever we can. <clears throat> now with that text in mind, there's a question that I'm sure everyone has asked themselves at least once in their lives. And that question is, why am I here? I don't mean asking yourself, why are you here at church on this morning, but asking yourself, why am I here? Why do I exist? What is my purpose? Sooner or later, if you haven't asked yourself already, you're going to ask yourself these questions. What is my purpose? What am I meant to accomplish in this life? Am I here just to survive, to make sure that I have food, clothing, and shelter, to make an atmosphere to the conducive to the, uh, an atmosphere conducive to the act of the reproduction of offspring? And am I here just to make money so I can buy better food, 
better clothing and a bigger shelter? Why am I here? Why are you here? Now in Genesis, we are told to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. But I know that our purpose has more to do with, more than do with just us making babies. Folks are doing that by accident, so I know that that can't be our only reason for being here. So what is your purpose here? Why are you here? In this vast universe that takes light billions of years to travel in, why did the Lord see fit to bring you, us, into existence? It is not a question that should be ignored. Each of us have to ask, what is my purpose for even existing? Now, one of the biggest sources of isolation alienation and nihilism that we're facing nowadays in our culture is the overriding sense of lack of purpose that is felt throughout the world. Very few of us know why we're here. Very few of us know what our purpose is. Glance at your neighbor and say, why are you here? Now, those of us who don't know frequently find ourselves feeling constantly bored, dissatisfied, or empty, like life has no meaning. This lack of purpose has left us feeling unfulfilled in our relationships with others, unfulfilled at home and at work, and has us silently, desperately asking ourselves what the point of life is. Why are you here? A good friend of mine who was very well off once said to me, you know, Charles, all I do is make money and that's it. There has to be something else. I guess you have to make lots of money to think like that. I don't know. <laughs> But it was Pastor Rick Warren that said, without a purpose, life is motion without meaning, activity without direction, and events without reason. It was Marty Grove that said, to have meaning, our lives require both passion and purpose. A life without passion is like a furnace without fuel. And without purpose, it is like a ship without a rudder. Guillermo Maldonado said, loneliness is not a lack of company, but loneliness is a lack of purpose. Amen. And lastly, it is said that without purpose, life has no meaning. And without meaning, there really is no reason to keep fighting. That's from Charles Blake II. You can write that down. Go on and post it somewhere. Amen. 
<laughs> so again, in our world and especially in our culture, we are dealing with a fundamental lack of purpose, both corporately and individually. A paper in the Journal of Psychology states that economically, America is now more prosperous than it has ever been. We are richer, more connected electronically, and we have more information available to us than ever before. And yet, we are in the midst of a crisis that is claiming thousands of American lives. The crisis of loneliness. Since the turn of the century, Americans have been dying from suicide, alcoholism, alcohol-related illnesses, and drug overdoses at a rate that has never before been seen. It goes on to say that Princeton economist Anne Case and Angus Deaton have aptly named these tragedies deaths of despair. In fact, suicide is now the second leading cause of death for American teenagers and the 10th leading cause for death of Americans overall. The suicide rate has increased more than 30 percent in half of U.S. states since 1999. Equally disturbing, drug overdose is the leading cause of death for Americans under the age of 50. Since 2015, our nation's average life expectancy has been declining, suggesting that the toll of American despair can no longer be outpaced by the technological or medical advancements. In 2017 alone, approximately 47,000 Americans committed suicide. And over 70,000 individuals died of drug overdose. Now, to put these numbers into perspective, 40,000 Americans that same year died in car accidents, while roughly 58,000 U.S. soldiers died in the Vietnam War as a whole. In fact, more of our U.S. soldiers and veterans died from suicide than died on the battlefield. Now, it was the late, great pastor, writer, and man of God, Miles Monroe, that said that the richest land on earth is the graveyard, for it holds inventions that never came to light books and songs that were never written and sang, cures for diseases that never came to light. The graveyard is full of people that never reach their potential, that rob the world of the treasure that God put inside of them because they died never realizing their purpose. Why are you here? So there it is. Loneliness, alienation, and isolation are all linked 
to a lack of connection. They're all linked to a lack of purpose. It has us feeling hopeless, desperate, or simply numb, unable to find enjoyment in the things that used to bring us pleasure. Overstimulation has numbed us so that we have to turn it up so we can feel something now. This lack of purpose also contributes to depression, anxiety, and in some cases, it contributes to outright rage. It's the other side of the conversation about why there are so many school and workplace shootings in our nation. Now, most people don't go that far as to try to lash out in that kind of rage, but as Henry David Thoreau wrote, the mass of men lead lives of quiet desperation, wondering what it's all for. Why are you here? So how do we do it? My brothers and sisters, how do we find our purpose? As human beings, we were created first and foremost to bring glory to God and to commune with him. So we can handle that part first. Isaiah 43 and 7 reads, Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, I have formed him. Yes, I have made him. On a more spiritual level, our purpose is to connect with God and worship him. Oh, someone just take a few seconds to give the Lord praise and fulfill your purpose for being here first by worshiping him. So we can start there. Our purpose is to worship him and to connect with each other and make his world a better place. Amen. So there you go. You have our purpose as human beings. We can start right there. Now next, as the body of Christ, our purpose gets a little bit more clear. Matthew 28 verses 19 and 20 reads, Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. First Peter 2 and 21 reads, for you have been called for this purpose because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you would follow in his steps. So as believers, the body of Christ, this is our purpose, to make disciples of the nations, our nation, and act as the example of Christ. Oh, let's give the Lord praise because that's pretty straightforward right there. That's not... A mystery. <laughs> but what about our purpose as individual children of the king? God has a purpose for each of our lives. 
We must discover it. We must fulfill it. So how do we find our unique purpose in life? Which is not like anyone else is here. Your purpose is different than your purpose and my purpose is different than your purpose and your purpose. Everyone here has a distinct purpose and a unique purpose in life. Everyone in existence has a purpose. It was put inside of each of us by God long before we were born. No one is here just to take up space. Amen. You see people out on the streets destitute, living in some of the tent cities, under the overpasses. And I have to remind you, no one is here just to take up space. How dare we walk past people who seem to be hurting and in pain like they do not exist. No one is here to take up space. All of us have been given some kind of purpose. All of us have some kind of value. Our text today, Ephesians 2 and 10, is clear, for we are his workmanship. All of us created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Before I formed you in your mama's womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. So the word is clear. You have a purpose. Why are you here? Now, I wish I could tell you individually what your purpose is, but I can't tell you. I'm trying to live out God's purpose in my life. I may be able to help you along as your assistant pastor and help you confirm it, but I cannot tell you what your purpose is. Only God can do that. In fact, if someone else tries to tell you what God's purpose is for your life, you need to run away as quickly as you can. Because hmm. there's always going to be someone acting like they can tell you. But again, I have to refer to the great Miles Monroe that said, the greatest tragedy in life is not death, but a life without purpose. He also said that if you want to know the purpose of a thing, you need to ask its maker. It's why so many people can't seem to find purpose in their life nowadays in our culture because there are so many people nowadays that don't even believe in God, that say that God is a myth and that say that God does not exist. How you gonna ask your maker what your purpose is if you don't believe you had a maker? Now, if you don't know uh, the, a thing's purpose, if you don't know its use, you will use it in the wrong way, or you will abnormally use it, or you will ab-use it, or you will abuse it. Y'all see what I did there? Just, you will abuse it. 
And many of us have been abused by the world and others because they didn't know our purpose. Since the world does not know your purpose or value, it tries to force upon you the purpose that it wishes for you to have. I mean, based on the standard of value of the world and the standard of worth, I can guarantee you that it is far below and far beneath the purpose that God has put inside of you. Oh, give the Lord praise that God has a higher purpose in mind for you. Even if he hasn't revealed it to you yet, you can give him praise because you know he has one that he put inside of you. But so how do we as children of God find out her purpose. Well, first it starts out by getting in relationship with your creator. Amen. If you want to know your purpose, you have to ask your creator. You can't ask the world or those around you because they will tell you what they want your purpose to be. So you have to start at the source. In Psalms 57 and 2, and I, I enjoy the English Standard Version of this text, it says, I cry out to God most high, to God who fulfills his purpose for me. So if you want to know your purpose, you have to ask your maker. Next, finding your purpose continues with trusting and obeying your maker. It continues, that process continues with trusting and obeying God. In Psalms 25 and 4, it reads, show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. In Proverbs 3, in Proverbs 3 and 6, it reads, in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. So with that in mind, take a good look at your values and your priorities in your life. What's important to you? In what areas have you not acknowledged him? What is his advice in these areas? In many areas of your life, you may have already acknowledged God, but it is in the areas of your life that you don't want God to go into because we all have some areas in our life that we would rather God not see that part. You, you know how you have company over your house and you only want to show them the, the clean room? You don't want to show them your bathroom, the master? You know, y'all know what I'm talking about. But it is in those areas where you don't want God to go into that can cause you the most grief. Ask him to be a part of every part of your life, then he will direct you to his purpose in you. Ask him to be a part of all of your life. When you let him in your house, go on and take him to the bathroom, to, to your closet, to all those places that you don't want him to be. I guarantee you, he will begin to show you who you really are. Amen. We can give the Lord praise right there. A little bit further on in finding your purpose. Instead of asking God what you want me to do next, ask him what you want me to do 
now. Instead of asking God what you want me to do next, ask him what you want me to do now. Today. Right now. Direction from God is not just asking God for your next big move. He has a purpose in placing you right where you are now. Even sitting where you are now, God's purpose and process is in place. Begin to understand that God's purpose for your life by discovering what he wants you to do now. For example, I need to see God's face on how to best live out my purpose as the best son I can be. Lord, I need to ask the Lord, how can I be the best brother I can be? How can I be the best husband I can be? How can I be the best father I can be? How can I be the best assistant Pastor, I can be, how can I be number one at being number two with what God has put in my hands today? I don't need to be trying to figure out God's next big move for tomorrow if I can't handle what the purpose that God has put in my life today. So ask yourself, God, what do you want me to do right now, today? What is my purpose today at this time? The next step in identifying your purpose will be to start thinking of others before you think of yourself. Amen. You have to start thinking of others before you start thinking of yourself. As you think on and meditate on and love the people in the world around you, God will reveal to you how you can minister to and affect the world around you for his glory. He will reveal to you how you can be a blessing, how you can be his hands and how you can show his love to a hurt and dying world. That means that it will be almost be impossible to find your purpose if you are the center of your own universe. I'll say that again. It will be impossible to find your purpose if you are the center of your own universe. If everything that happens is all about you, if you th see things that happen and you wonder, well, what does that have to do? What does that have to do with me? Well, how does that affect me and mine? You will never find your purpose. It will always be a misplaced drive to put you at the front and at the top of everything that happens. There seems to be such a high degree of narcissism and self-centeredness in our culture in this time. Of course there would be a void of purpose in people's lives. Most of us in these times are too busy thinking about how many views and likes we're getting to even think about the pain of the rest of the world and what they're going through. So remember, love for others is the foundation of us finding our purpose in life and in God. Oh, I know it's a tough pill to swallow, but give the Lord praise on that. We're all about revelation and growth in here, amen? We're all about finding our purpose.
So again, ask yourself, why are you here? I mean, there were people in the Bible who even tried to run from their purpose. Y'all know I love talking about Abraham and Sarah and how they thought that they were too old to accomplish their purpose. God told them they were going to have and the nation was going to come out of their seed and they thought that they were too old to accomplish their purpose. They almost derailed their purpose by trying to move forward on it and themselves and have their own little plan in mind. Amen. Y'all go on and read the word. Y'all will find out what happened there. Amen. Y'all need to read some Bible. Amen. Moses tried to tell God that he was the wrong guy because he stuttered and he even told, said to God, who am I that I should even go to Pharaoh? He didn't even want to try to accomplish the purpose that God put inside of him. God said, who is the one who made your mouth? Who is even the one who made Pharaoh's ears? You better go get on up in there and do what I put inside of you to do. He tried to run from his purpose. Gideon thought that he was too weak to accomplish what God was calling him to do. He thought that he was too small for the purpose that God had put inside of him. What do you mean make great man of valor? I'm, I'm, from, I'm the weakest brother in the weakest family in the weakest tribe of Israel. Surely God has made a mistake. Surely he did not put this kind of purpose inside of me. Brother Jonah outright ran from his purpose. Jonah ran from his purpose because he hated who God was telling him to go minister and prophesy to. Sometimes your purpose may put you in the place and in the atmosphere of people who you hate but it's your purpose. Amen. But even he had, however, however, had the luxury or burden, depending on how you look at it, of his purpose coming to get him in the form of a great storm and a big fish. Amen. His purpose came for him, even though he tried to run from it. I don't want to be in that position. You see, because we don't get the luxury of being chased down by our purpose nowadays. If God has a purpose for your life, it is very possible for you to miss it entirely. Every person that has succumbed to suicide, every person that has succumbed to an overdose, that has failed victim to gang, vi gang violence is an example of someone who at the moment lived outside of their purpose or they got swept up in somebody else's lack of purpose. But I want to be like Jesus. Jesus knew his purpose. At 12 years old, after being lost for three days and being found in the temple, he told his parents, I have to be about my father's business. 
He knew his purpose. Later in Luke 4 and 18, he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who were oppressed. He was a man that knew his purpose. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Christ Jesus walked in his purpose and the whole world can be saved. Oh, somebody in here give the Lord praise on this morning. That's what it looks like when you walk in purpose. The whole world celebrates when you walk in your purpose. You see, I need somebody to know that God is going to work it out for the good. That when you're in your purpose, all things work for the good of those that love the Lord. All we have to do is believe that God puts something inside of us. All you have to do is believe that God puts something inside of you. All you have to do is believe in the possibility that, you know what, maybe, maybe God put something inside of me. That's all you have to do. Amen. He put purpose inside of you. Don't think that because nobody knows your name or notices you that you have nothing to give. You see, the world judges on the outward appearance. The world judges you by the color of your skin. The world judges you by your gender, how much money you have in your pocket. This is how we get closer to him by praying that we would be able to see ourselves as God sees us. We get closer to him and closer to our purpose by praying that God would reveal to us what he has put inside of us because what you yourself and what the world and what life has shown you is not what God put inside of you. Some people on their deathbed are going to be greeted with the ghost of what could have been. All of them standing around that poor tormented souls asking why they spent their life living beneath their purpose. I don't want to meet the Lord on my day and he say to me sadly that he had so much more for me to accomplish in my life that he had purpose for me, but I didn't fulfill that purpose because I was afraid or didn't have the faith to believe in him or the faith to believe in myself. You see, beloved, we must push past fear. F-E-A-R, false evidence appearing real. We must push past fear. Fear. 
God wants you to dream a dream that is too big for you to imagine. He wants you to dream a dream that terrifies you. Hallelujah. Want you, your creator wants you to dream a dream that is too big for you to accomplish on your own because he wants you to understand that it will not come to pass unless you trust in him completely. Amen. I might not know what your purpose is, but what happens when you walk in your purpose? What happens when you walk in your purpose? What happens when we walk in our potential as born-again sons and daughters of Almighty God, as newborn creatures in Him? Because if anybody be in Christ, they are a new creature. Romans 8 and 17 says, if you, if you are children of God, then you are heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly it awaits for the revealing of the sons of God. See, that's not one of the familiar scriptures. It says, verse 19, for the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly awaits for the revealing of the sons of God. Now, what does that mean? That means that all of creation all of nature is waiting in anxious expectation to see what God has put inside of you. All of creation is waiting and praying to see you stand up and walk in your purpose. Oh, somebody give the Lord praise. I know it's, it might be shocking. It might be too big to wrap your mind around, but go on and give the Lord praise right now. It'll hit you sometime next week when you're in traffic. <laughs> you see, Brother Paul knew his purpose. He was able to withstand everything that he went through because he was walking in his purpose. He said, I've been beaten three times with 39 lashes. I've been shipwrecked. I've been stoned. I've been beaten with rods. I've been lost at sea for three days. I've been bitten by snakes. I've been chased in the city, chased in the country. You see, when you walk in your purpose, you have the strength to deal with all of life's struggles. That no matter what happens in life, you know that God is in control and he has your best interests at heart. If you understand your purpose, if you understand why God put you here, then you'll be able to withstand any attack that the world throws at you. You can do and withstand all things through Christ, which strengthens you. It's what you were put here to do. 
or wherever you are, give the Lord some praise on today. Hallelujah. Or everybody in the house of the Lord, stand up and give the Lord some praise on today. Hallelujah. That you're anointing fall on me. Let your sing softly. 